and welcome to the Exchanges Discourse Podcast with myself, your host, Dr. Gareth J. Johnson. We are a companion podcast to the Interdisciplinary Exchanges Journal, published since 2013 at Warwick's Institute Advanced Study. Now, in many of our episodes, we have often talked to authors who've published with the journal about their research, their publication experiences, and their advice for new academic authors. Of course, we've also sometimes focused in on journal development, scholarly communications generally, or guidance for potential contributors. Well, today we're going to do something a little different, because this is our 50th episode of the Exchanges Discourse podcast, and so we are going to not actually talk to one of our past authors, but one of the subjects of one of our author's past papers. Intrigued? Well, listen on. Back for another episode of the Exchanges Discourse, and I'm really excited today because we've got a real first. Uh, a first in some respect, we have a scholar from Morocco joining us, but it's also someone who's been a subject of an article for Exchanges, and I think that really is a genuine first. So, Intisar um, Hadia, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Gareth. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been a real pleasure. We've just been having a sort of quick chat, as uh, we always do before starting, but um, I'm going to ask you now just to introduce yourselves to our listeners. Tell us a bit about you, what you do, and uh, what you're up to at the moment. Okay, well, I'm a Moroccan doctor and a writer. I grew up in uh, and pursued my studies in Rabat, which is the capital city of Morocco. Then I moved to Oujda, where I work now. Oujda is in uh, the eastern part of Morocco. It's, uh, it's far east. Mm. I work as a professor of medicine specializing in nephrology, which is the, the specialty, the medical specialty that deals with kidney disease, renal replacement therapy, dialysis, kidney transplants. And so I teach there and um, as a writer, of course, which is my second career, mm -hmm. uh, I've started writing uh, very early, at an early age, I saw, I've signed a contract while I was a teenager, and I've written novels, several novels, uh, mostly in French. Uh, and earlier, there was um, there were some literary works in, in English, mostly essays and short stories between 1999 and 2005 with Cambridge mm. University Press. Um, and beside these careers. I happen to be also highly committed in um, uh, to community uh, life, uh, as manifested with my key roles in um, uh, several uh, kidney disease patients support mm -hmm. associations. So this is briefly, I would say, the, um, the activities I'm, I'm about. It sounds like you're someone who is very busy all the time. Then, so I'm I'm doubly grateful you've been able to join us today. <laughs> Thank you. The question that immediately strikes me then, obviously, as someone who you know has an academic career, has a you know professional medical career, and is a writer, is how do you split your time between the two, and is that a challenge? Yeah, this is a question that I always get in interviews. During the day, mostly I'm a doctor and a professor mm. of medicine, but in my spare time. Could be at night, could be uh, in the weekend, in days off. I take the opportunity of these days off mm. to write, and it happens very often. I use these um, this time for, for my passion because to me writing is a passion, 
and mm. we always mm. find it's a hobby and we always find time for, for, for hobbies. Yeah, this is something that makes me very, very happy and it's, uh, it brings me some balance to my busy life, as you said, mm. because mm. the job is not an easy one, but something that is very demanding, that is very, uh, I can say, hard. And reading and writing is something really joy, um, enjoyable that mm. makes me feel, mm. feel very good. That's it. But, you know, my, my activity, as uh, we've already um, said in the interview that was uh, published in uh, Exchanges, is very um, various, I would say. Actually, it's, uh, it's split between my research, my academic research, and my fiction writing. For mm. academic research, I'm very involved with my teams uh, on kidney disease issues, health issues, related to the kidneys, to kidney epidemiolo disease epidemiology. And recently I've published an academic work about social responsibility in health applied to kidney disease management in Africa. So this recent work was, um, was a very interesting experience, I would say, because mm. it includes many, uh, I'd say, long years of, uh, of work with African colleagues throughout the, co the continent. And it was very interesting on so many levels because it's uh, it's allowed us to uh, to assess the, um, the the way our colleagues to perceive the the, the healthcare organizations in Africa and uh, to point out what's wrong, what they feel is wrong, in the, in, the, in the hospitals they they work in, and what's uh, Again, more interesting is that we got the patient, the, the doctor's perception on one side, and on the other hand, we had the patient's uh, mm. perception. Mm. It was very enriching, and uh, uh, it gave us a broad view because doctors and patients are the main stakeholders in, uh, in the health system. So that was really interesting uh, and, uh, as a work. And my, I really hope that the, the decision makers here in my country and abroad, uh, could uh, focus on the on the results of, of this work and maybe get inspired by it to mm. make things better. Well, that that sounds like really useful and very in, engaging work. I presume you you are you've published on this, or you will be publishing on this um, somewhere soon. It was published. Yeah, it was published. It was published mm. in French. The French version was published by Peter Lang in Switzerland, and the English uh, version. Uh, it was submitted to some a few weeks ago. It's uh it's in the process of peer reviewing mm -hmm. and it's going to be published very soon. Excellent. Well, that's that's fantastic. Something for um, our readers to uh, look out for. Um, I think you know it really sounds fascinating sort of stuff. Now, one thing that strikes me here is you know as, as someone you know again with these sort of these twin major careers, do you do you find that your your writing process as a medical researcher informs your creative writing and vice versa yeah this is uh, this is also a a comment or a question i mm. get very often and the short answer would be yes of course mm. uh, in a um, a medical doctor that enriched and uh, made my horizons uh, larger because mm. it's, it's it, being a doctor, especially in the conditions in which I work, um, gives some kind of maturity to, mm. to the one. Mm. 
the um, we have a certain uh, I mean uh, it makes the view we have on the, the way we see society the, the way we see people suffering uh, it makes it really it's, it gives us a a broader view I would say mm -hmm. so actually being a doctor was something it was something that made my writing uh, better I would say. I started writing since childhood and, and seen in, in my teenage years, but I guess that uh, it became better uh, throughout the years, and this is mainly due to, to my career as a medical mm. doctor. There was a conversation I was having a few weeks ago with a colleague, and uh, um, we were having this debate about academics don't have time to read uh, creative works, and my colleague was saying, but you need to read creative materials. You need to read beyond your discipline because it's all about creating the voice within you that you can then write on the page and being informed not only by academic tradition and voice, but actually these more creative voices inside you. So it becomes more, as you say, a more passionate writing experience, even when you are writing an academic paper. But you know, imagine, as I always tell my students and my kids, imagination is a muscle. You should mm. uh, make it work out and make it stronger. To strengthen mm. your imagination makes life better, makes the perspectives larger, bigger. This is something each and every one of us needs. It's, mm. it's really it's, it's such a misery to go throughout life without imagination and without this part of fiction. It's, uh, mm. it's really sad. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a, a firm reader of fiction myself, so I, <laughs> I would cer certainly say that. I think what it, what is interesting, I mean, I'm, you know, in my own sort of very small creative outputs I've had over the years and various stabs I've had at short story writing, I find the voice I write in for that is very disparate to the voice I use when I am writing something formally for publication or the like. If anything, I find my, I, I write creatively more passionately than I write my academic. And I, find I, I, I struggle personally to bring that passion across into my academic writing. I feel it loses a little something. It doesn't dry. It's one thing my supervisor said during my PhD is, you know, there's lots of good stuff in your thesis, but what's exciting about it, Gareth? Where are the exciting elements in it? So uh, it's wonderful to hear from someone like yourself who was able to kind of embrace that passions in both your fields like that. Yeah, but I'm very cautious, you know, uh, when I write, you know, academic writing has got rules. Uh, that means you, you got the introduction, the methods section, the results, the discussion, the, the sentences should be short and accurate. Uh, so I'm very cautious with that. I really uh, stop myself from going using verbs and adjectives and so on. Uh, you know, as a, as a novelist, I'm... Um, very close to words, they have a special contact with mm. words. Mm. I like to make uh, have to say that the French say that my style is very flowery to, mm. to make sentences and so on. And this is not allowed. So I'm really I pay attention to that. And I also teach academic writing to mm. young doctors mm. in order to the, the papers and to submit manuscripts in order to be to, to raise the mm. chances to be accepted by journals and uh, of course that's, uh, it's it's very very different these are two two ways of writing that are totally uh, different mm. and uh, jumping from one to the other <laughs> might <laughs> seem a little 
a little bit weird, but it's yeah. like that. It's like that. So to me, writing a fiction is a space of freedom. I feel free. Mm -hmm. No, there are no um, no borders. I would say no, no, no rules. Of course, mm -hmm. there are some rules when writes a fiction, but but then. Uh, this is not so strict. You can you can write whatever you want, the way you want, and express yourself to the dialogue, to create characters, and this is something really, really awesome. Mm. It was striking me again a, a memory from my PhD. Um, as regulars, there was no I, tra I transitioned from being a scientist over the years into the humanities eventually, and it was one of those comments I heard again and again was, you know, you write in a very staccato style. That was as a scientist, that was how I was trained to work, how I was trained to write in more of a bullet pointy. Well, this has happened and this has happened. The conclusions reached of this and moving into humanities. My, I was encouraged to be more flowery, more yes. verbose um, and, and if anything, more of a polemic in some cases, right? <laughs> Rather than a, a something that I would consider not what I thought was academic writing was about, but that was about for me discovering what my my own new discipline yeah, how it yeah. communicated so absolutely absolutely and i think it's one of those things quite interesting with exchanges because we publish work from people from all disciplines how when i talk to my editors and some of my editors oh well this isn't an article i'm like no 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 this is an article it's just not from a tradition you're as familiar with and you know we're about celebrating the, these diversities of writing styles and approaches you know they are all valid academic piece to work I suppose leads me on then to sort of questions of publication more generally. We were, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about sort of good and bad experiences. Have you had any memorable publishing experiences? My experiences with uh, publishing, of course, there were some bad and some mm. nice experiences, I would say. But the bad experiences, I wouldn't qualify them as being bad, but mainly frustrating sometimes mm. because mm. all authors, especially academic authors you know that once you publish a work on a on a topic you submit it to the to the editor of course chances are that uh, maybe it's not going to be accepted uh at um uh, accepted from the first um from the first time sometimes mm. it's most of the times it could be rejected this is something one should expect Okay, but uh, of course, uh, these are things that do happen, and these are not bad experiences because once you start writing and start submitting and start this journey of uh, sharing your work, mm. then you should have a some full strength and uh, to know that rejection is not a, a is just a delay. It's not a denial. That means was, you, it's, was, it's an opportunity to. I was just going to comment. We we had an author on the journal recently who we we wrote to with feedback, and they were really yeah. surprised they had feedback and they thought their paper was perfect at the start. And I spent a lot of time explaining to them, well, no, 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 this is this is a journey, as you as you've said, it's about the developmental journey, yeah. and the submission is the start of that journey, not the end. <laughs> yeah, this is a journey, and it, it requires uh, mental strength. And it requires them to, 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 to believe in some basics uh, for this journey. One of the basics is that rejection 
or having an, an answer that we did not expect from the editor in uh, uh, asking us to review or from the, the reviewers asking us to modify or to, to correct some, some parts of the, of, of the paper is something normal. It's, it's part of the process. So, as I said, rejection is not, in this context, is not a, a denial, it's just a delay. So one should get back from this rejection, uh, keep on working, and uh, do not consider it as failure. So this is very mm -hmm. important to me, so not qualify the rejections I got in the academic field or in the fiction writing as well, mm -hmm. because in the fiction writing it's different. It's different because it depends on the topic. Sometimes the topic is not a hot, trendy topic, and maybe the editors are not very interested in it at that moment. Maybe two years later or four years later, it's going to be something really trendy, something mm -hmm. that would interest fans. So the the I mean the um, the the rules by which they uh, they judge. That the work uh, are very different. It's not just the, the academic one, which is very more rigorous, I would say, uh, more accurate. So that's it. Uh, having a book that is not published, for example, a novel that is not published does not mean that it's not a good book. Mm -hmm. That means it's not its time. Maybe things will, uh, will change uh, afterwards. So these are, I would say, the category of the, 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 least, the least encouraging experiences, maybe. Uh, for the nice ones, I would say I remember that once in 2016, I was really, really, uh, I got really, really happy when mm. I received from a French editor for one of my novels. Um, the novel was a little bit uh, weird because, I mean, the topic was not a, a very usual topic. It's, mm. um, it, it talked about a group of patients that undergo dialysis in the same room, mm. but it has nothing to do about the illness or the pathology or the, the, the disease. It had to do with their, these people sharing dreams, um, uh, making projects. That, uh, the, the, the book's um, uh, main idea was to show their human side. These are humans above all. These are humans prior to being uh, sick people. And one of the main aims, I would say, of the uh, behind writing this uh, this novel was uh, to plead for the organ donation and to encourage mm. to promote mm. organ donation in, uh, in our context. So the, I was not very sure that it would uh, be pleasant to the editors uh, and to be accepted because that's not something the readers do expect when you mm. go and take mm. This is not maybe something that you would uh, you would like to, 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 to read. This is what I thought. But then the, the answer of the editor was, uh, I was flabbergasted. I was, uh, I was really amazed how nice it was and how encouraging. So that's one of my best memories <laughs> as, an, uh, as an email from an editor. And of course, the, the, the book was uh, tr got a tremendous success here in mm. Morocco and French speaking countries and now it's um, it has been translated to english so it's going to be to be uh, published in in the few coming weeks excellent well i suppose as, as we're talking about publishing it's fantastic to hear those experiences there and really interesting to hear that sort of contrast between academic publishing responses versus sort of the create creative arts and 
yes, developing a thick skin, I think, as an author, full stop is one you, you need to develop, isn't it? But in terms of advice you might have for um, for our authors, I mean, you know, as you know, many of the people who write for exchanges, some of their earliest articles that they're publishing with us. Is there anything you as a you know, seasoned author and professional could pass on to them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is to me uh, the, the most important uh, part of uh, making interviews as an author is to to inspire others and to encourage them to to to. To publish, to write, and to keep believing for the, in uh, mm. what they do, and in order goes. So the first thing I would say: believe in yourself. If you like to write, if you want to write and share your work, come on, just do it. Do it, and because it first becomes, uh, it first starts with the, the thought and the belief that we can do it. Then you take out then. The belief becomes worse, and worse become actions. And once you take action, it becomes a habit. And once it becomes a habit, it becomes values. And your habits and values determine your destiny. I just read it some days ago, and I found it really, really interesting as a as a quote. Mm. Well, and of, of course, as you've said, you should get a thick skin and keep working. And try to write each day, each and every day. As I always send my students and my kids, there is no day off in the in the way to achieving success, in the way to achieving your goals. Uh, you, uh, for example, I could write. I, I try to write each and every day. Of course, I don't have time. I don't have the luxury to have time. So once I uh, one day I could write two, three sentences, another day a paragraph. When I have time, when I'm I'm really glad to have time, and it's, it's going to be a page or two. And uh, but just keep on, keep on doing mm. things. After after months, you got a manuscript. That is, I mean, this is when I'm talking about fiction. When I'm oh, talking yeah. about academic, I, uh, mm. for academic, then you're at at work and you're doing that because you're a computer and you got your team, so it's different. It's more, it's more. Uh, I'd say it's easier. It's more. Framed, it's more, it's easier to do that. So, uh, frankly, uh, my the the one piece of advice I would give any young person who wants to start and who's uh, who's eager to 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 write, read first, read. People mm -hmm. should read. Don't read, you cannot write. This is rule number one. And of course, go on, believe in yourself, work, work hard, and. Don't be um, be persistent, and uh, always try to get back from rejection. If you're rejected by an editor, it doesn't matter at all. One day, things are going to be better, and of course, you <laughs> achieve your goals. That's it. It's a very optimistic message. I love, I love that. I think that level of positivity is really good and really important for sort of you know, particularly for new professionals to hear to hear those that the, the fact that you know. You do need to try. There are people out there who will want to hear your voice, who will want to read your writing, who will want to work with you to publish. Keep on keeping on. It's so true. It's so important. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit about your life, your work and your, your thoughts on publishing. Thank you. Thank you. And I would be understating if I didn't say how delighted I was for my guests to come on and talk and share all their very interesting anecdotes and experience with us. Now, you have, of course, been listening to the Exchanges Discourse podcast with myself, Dr. Gareth J. Johnson. 
If you wanted to know more about the journal or the publications we've been discussing, there are links you will find in the episode description. You can find the journal itself online simply by searching for Exchanges Journal Warwick. Or of course, if you've got a question or want to get in touch directly, you can always reach me directly via email at exchangesjournal at warwick.ac.uk. And you'll also find us on Twitter, or X I should say, and Mastodon as Exchanges IAS. Thank you so much for listening and please don't forget to like, share and subscribe to make sure you get every single episode of the Exchanges Discourse podcast. <laughs>